growth always happens outside of your comfort zone and that we all have the power to design a lifestyle that we really love. Sometimes it can be a little bit hard because we're not too sure how that looks like or if we can even do it. But if you trust, if you develop that deep trust in yourself to just know who you truly are and then cultivate that inner knowing to awaken that inner power within, then we can really and truly and deeply love ourselves to allow ourselves for that to be fully expressed. Hustle culture is cute in theory, but eventually it leads to burnout and lack of fulfillment. Then again, as enticing as it sounds to sit in meditation for years as a monk, abandoning Western culture altogether is not really an option for most of us. So where is the in-between? I like to think of it as a world where dreaming big and living slow coexist. I'm Tia, host of Dream Big Live Slow, a podcast for entrepreneurs like myself seeking a life of soul-filled work that still allows time for those slow moments that make us feel the most alive. Join me as we break down realistic mindfulness tools used by real entrepreneurs working towards a life of both dreaming big and living slow. Also, be sure to check out the end of every solo cast episode for free guided meditations. All right, let's do this thing. Hi, everyone. I am so, so excited for you to meet Miss Aubrey. She is such a lovely soul all the way down in Sydney, Australia, and she is sharing on manifestation. I absolutely love that piece of it, but she's also sharing how to feel empowered and enough to take action in your business and to feel confident in the steps you're taking in your business. And I just can't wait for you to hear from her. Before we dive into the episode, please be sure to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening on Instagram at dreambiglivslow or at tealaray. Let us know you're listening. Leave a review. Subscribe. We can't wait to hear from you. And as always, oh, at the end of this episode, Aubrey has some offerings for you that I'll link in the show notes. But be sure to check out her launch that just launched this week. She's launching her coaching program. It just launched this week. So you have to snag that, jump on that opportunity. I think that so many of our listeners would definitely be interested in her area of expertise and learning from her. Um, She works directly with female entrepreneurs and she's also offering her freebies as well, all linked in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. Okay, here's the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I am overjoyed to have Aubrey Daquinag of Sydney, Australia. She's all the way in Sydney joining us today. She is a globe-wandering published author and a certified mindset and empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs. So she's obviously the dream gal to talk all things dreaming big, living slow, and entrepreneurship. So Aubrey, thank you so much for being here to share your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me, Tia. It's so lovely to be here and to be able to chat with you. Yay. Well, I'm so excited to hear more about your story, um, your path to entrepreneurship, and how you got into coaching female entrepreneurs. So where did it all start? Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like it's been a long journey because it definitely has. So first and foremost, I 
was working in the nine to five world. So I was working in fashion marketing, but I had an inner spark. I think, you know, when you've been doing an office job, I, I loved it at the time, but when you've been doing an office job, sometimes there's a little spark in you and, and that spark says that you're ready for more and you're ready to do more and ready to be more. And so I got to thinking and I looked outside of my circle, looked outside online and saw, you know, that you were able to create a living online. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to get out of my nine to five. And so I started a blog, which has fast forward now become my full-time online coaching business, as well as my photography business on the side. So I was traveling the world, shooting for different tourism boards, hotels, leading publications, which eventually turned into a published book deal, which has been amazing to be able to travel the world and do what I love, I guess, like capture the world, as well as discovering more about myself as I was traveling as a solo female. Yeah, so I guess as just a gist, I started in nine to five, but really had that inner spark. And then fast forward to now, I've just been on this journey of super highs and lows as well, and have just been riding the waves of life to be able to design a life that I absolutely love, filled with creativity, filled with fulfillment and just freedom. Yeah. Freedom in all forms. So mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, as well as being location independent. I love that so much. So what do you do then for for women now? Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, how how are you helping them? What is your mindset work like? Yeah. So this has been an evolution for myself because as I guess a travel photographer and content creator, I had designed a life that was very unconventional from people who were on my journey or people who were really just in close contact with me. And so designing this unconventional lifestyle really led me to traveling around the world solo, receiving a book deal, being able to work anywhere in the world and make money online. And the question that I would always get asked after was, how? How did you do this? And when I started to do more workshops with different brands, that was always the question, like, how did you do this? And although at the beginning I provided the different strategies and the different ways to be able to grow a personal brand and design a life that you love, there was always that one piece that was holding someone back. And I really realized this from the beginning and realized it quick. And that's when I dived into more mindset work for women because I know that I had gone through this through sacred practices that I had in myself when I was traveling solo. So as well as discovering the outer world, I dive deep into my inner world. And I, the only practice that I took with me around the world was meditation. So before traveling solo around the world, I did 10 days in Vipassana. I'm not too sure if you've heard of the meditation um, 10 days. Yeah, I'm I'm a meditation coach and that's like the primary. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the primary, um, you know, type of meditation that I've studied. So, yeah, yeah. So I did Vipassana and it was the practice that I took with me all around the world because 
I mean, as you can imagine, I was a young female solo traveler and I had these practices to dive in deep into my inner world because I believed in that just as much as capturing the outer world. And so once I had really noticed that I had done these things for myself, then I was like, okay, I'm going to go through training to be able to hold this space for other women so that they can have transformations in themselves because everything starts with the self. I believe that everything is rooted in our whole being. And so so to be able to dive in deep and hold these containers, have a safe space for women to open up and be vulnerable, that was where I guess the piece of the puzzle was missing for me, where I loved my creativity. I loved my freedom. I loved creating and, and traveling around the world. But then there was something in me that even more that was like, I need something that's a little bit more feeling fulfilling to my heart. And that was it when I decided to not just coach and train from my own personal experience and the teachings of ancient wisdom, because I love ancient Greek philosophy, but be trained and be certified in holding this space, in running these containers, in being aware of more of the subconscious mind and really guide women to discover their inner world and go through the motions of that with more ease and with more, I guess, flowiness as well. Oh my gosh, you sparked maybe a million questions for me. Um, (laughs) But um, I'll start with, it made me think, because I say that so much as well in, uh, it's, I just, when you said it, it felt um, I just resonated with it so much that you prioritize both inner and outer, your inner and outer world. Cause I always say that inner and outer exploration are my priorities, my two top priorities. And I love blending the two. And so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the exploration side of you, you know, traveling. How do you, how, I guess, I'll st- I have like a million questions about travel too, but I guess starting with how do you prioritize travel and what role does it play in your inner experience as well, inner work? Yeah, that's an interesting question, I guess, for a time like right now, because we're actually in lockdown here in Sydney. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys are in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. We are, yeah. So we're still in lockdown. But, you know, I've I've gotten used to it. I, I think my previous experience has really prepared me for this, like being still, yeah, you know, being in one place, I guess just mentally. But in terms of travel, I absolutely love travel. It's so inspiring, obviously. And the first and foremost that I would say is at the beginning when I was prepared to leave for, you know, this unconventional lifestyle. It was really about setting travel, setting to discover a new place every month. I remember setting that because I was like, I need something new in my life. Like this is when I was still in one place and working nine to five. So being able to say, okay, I'm ready to, you know, have an adventure every month to know that even if it is local or international, that it is going to be a place where it'll inspire me and it'll be deeply rooted in what I believe 
and value, I guess, in terms of experiencing the world and experiencing this life. And so that first and foremost, but then it eventually turned into obviously (laughs) traveling around the world solo because of personal experience, but as well as professionally. So at the time I was in a long-term relationship of nearly eight years and I was living in Melbourne, Australia. So no family there, only really had the family of each other. But I felt that that relationship was no longer serving me and I I received a job to go to Rio de Janeiro for three days in, in Brazil to photograph and it was for the Rio Olympics with PayPal. And so the flight from Australia to go to Brazil is a really, really long way. So I was like, I am not going to spend you know, pretty much a day to get to Brazil and just be there for three days. My lease was ending, you know, everything was ending in Melbourne. And so I put everything into storage and was like, I'll just take a one-way ticket because I'm going to travel to South America solo after the trip. And so it's really evolved (laughs) over the time of having, you know, like, oh, one, one place a month to go to, to eventually really setting out on my own to discover the world and photograph the world and also discover myself as well as a young woman. Yeah. Has that been valuable in, you know, your self-discovery journey? Has it been valuable in learning more about you and what's aligned for your future endeavors? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. I think it's also because, you know, when you find yourself in a relationship like that, you kind of lose a part of yourself. I was in my late teens when I got into that relationship. And so losing sort of that, just the essence of me I found, I knew that I needed to go out on my own and really discover more about myself and what better way than to yeah. discover the world while I'm at it? <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. And I believe, you know, that, and it's one of the, one of, in one of the chapters of my book, I talk about the life lessons of solo travel and the philosophy of travel. And I would always hear before my trip that, you know, when you go on a solo travel trip, then you find yourself and who you are and this and that. And I was like, I actually really disagree because I believe that I can create myself. I believe that I can be anyone who I want to be when I'm on the road. And isn't it just a beautiful thing when you decide to be yourself and create from this space that is so you, that is so of your essence, and that is just really wanting to come out and be expressed in the world. And so that was a very transformative time for myself, not only externally and, you know, discovering different cultures, different foods, different ways of how people are living, but also myself, most definitely a lot about myself. Wow. That's beautiful. So a lot of entrepreneurs get into entrepreneurship because of that freedom aspect, like you mentioned, that's very, um, I don't know. It's the sexy part of entrepreneurship where you're like, I want to be free. I want to be my own boss. But it's very easy. I'm curious if you felt this way, but I found it very easy to forget about that freedom and be chained to your business 
and really, you know, get caught up in the hustle. And that's kind of the point of this podcast is to, Mm -hmm. you know, prove that there is a way to, to do business in a slower pace and, and still have that freedom that you enjoy that made you, led you to starting the business in the first place. So I'm curious how you, how you've done that. Have you, have you felt that pull at all? And how do you bring yourself back to freedom is the priority here? Yeah, I definitely have felt that at the very beginning. I was all about the hustle. You know, I was, I was, I had a vision and I knew that I wanted to achieve that and just go full force in that. And I believe that that shows dedication and what you truly believe in. But then at the same time, once you really start going and really realize that you need to prioritize self-care just as much as you do the work to build a sustainable business, I step back and I guess, you know, having the same kind of message with you, the first course that I ever created was called Heart of the Creative Hustle because I believed truly in having that why behind whatever you do. And so people were always asking about how to do, how to create content that stands out, how to attract brand partnerships and clients to work around the world. And it is about that why. Yeah. That's a big part of the why. And so having that first course as heart of the creative hustle, I think it just really showed as a true testament into, okay, it's not just about the financial freedom here. It's Mm. about emotional freedom, spiritual freedom, and being able to express that so wholly and so truly. So realizing that from early on has really allowed me to take self-care as a priority. That can be a little bit hard, I guess, when you're on the road, but I love to stay. I had loved to stay in beautiful destinations around the world that I was lucky, I think, because they had the spa element, the luxury of, you know, massages and being pampered. It's like, that's the way that I love to travel. And that was a good balance between waking up super early to photograph, to get the beautiful light and everything. Mm. But then also having that time to relax and just recharge. Um, I love getting into nature. Uh, It's my favorite thing, just earthing, (laughs) touching my feet on the grass. Um, yeah. And just taking time out now, I think it's even more so because I'm able to, I'm still now in an apartment in Sydney. So being able to, you know, have a bath and schedule that in for weekly sessions, just to relax and listen to a fiction book. Ooh, fiction. (laughs) So multiple ways. Yeah. I read a lot of nonfiction. And so when I hop into the bath, I'm like, I need it to be fiction. I need it to be someone like just sort of reading me a story so that I can relax. Because if I listen to something that's nonfiction, then I'm like, my brain just starts ticking and like, oh my God, this and that. And so many ideas. I need to take notes. (laughs) 
yeah yeah so um so yeah having that has been just beautiful I think and having a place to really slow down and stay here for a while that's amazing and do you see yourself you know traveling more in the future I mean and continuing that pace and I'm I guess I'm just really curious because I love to travel as well but how do you do, do you thrive off of it do you like keeping up that pace or do you um yeah how do you do that <laughs> Yeah, I think not so much anymore. I love travel and I know that it'll always be part of my life. But, you know, things have happened on the road where you, I guess, I I met someone on the road. I met someone whilst I was in Mexico. And so we had also traveled together as we were both solo travel travelers. Then we also traveled together and then I had moved to London to stay there for a while for two years and then was traveling around Europe. So now I'm ready, like I'm ready to really have this still base here back in Australia as well as, you know, having my family around here and and then discovering more of Australia but having a base and being able to still travel whether that's locally or internationally for like a holiday holiday, if that makes sense, because I'm so used to traveling and it being such a part of my work that now I'm like, okay, I'm happy to have a still base, whether that's here in Sydney or in Bali when borders open up and then just travel here and there when I really want to and have it as a holiday. Yeah, I feel, I believe that travel, it's more so about the exploration of self, the exploration of, you know, learning a new perspective. And it's like fun to, you know, not fun, (laughs) maybe not fun, but COVID has provided us lovers of exploration, the challenge of how can you gain that perspective, you know, in unique ways? How can you find it in your own environment? But Aubrey, I want to ask some stuff about your empowerment coaching. So what are some, what are some tools when I think of empowerment, I think of confidence and like believing in yourself, you know, what are, what are some tools that you are your go-tos for feeling empowered in your business and in your life? Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's definitely knowing who you are. And that's why I am so passionate about this because when I rewind, when people ask me how, it's like, well, I really explored myself and I really have a strong sense of self. So to be able to know where who you are as well as where you're going is such a powerful thing in itself. But then to be able to dive in a little bit deeper, to travel, like really travel within and get to the essence of yourself. So really that soul part of yourself, Mm -hmm. really that feeling part of your heart, and then also the subconscious mind. So my training and guidance in coaching really stems from the subconscious mind, as well as knowing who you are at a really deep cellular level. And so going beyond the conscious mind and really tapping into the part of you, the subconscious, that is really, really, like really ruling the show Mm -hmm. and dictating everything that you do in day-to-day life, like right now. So if you feel like 
okay, I have this strategy and I don't find myself showing up in a particular way that I would like to. There's something that's underneath that. And so I like to talk about the subconscious mind and explain it in a way of it being like a computer where we are programmed from (laughs) the very beginning of our life and just instilling the beliefs that we had from the ages of zero to seven that they no longer serve us anymore. Perhaps they are holding us back and they're having us being stepped into being come across in like blocks and everything. And so having that as a practice to really dive in deep and understand where your beliefs are coming from, what your values are, and having that as the core foundation of where you're actually going and what the the decisions you will make moving forward. And so I love that. Yeah, I think that, you know, in terms of getting still, practicing meditation and tuning into who you are is a big thing. It's it's all about asking yourself the right questions to be able to come up with that self-awareness and just being observant in your day-to-day life. I love that. Stillness is so powerful and in building confidence in a way. I feel like that's um that's really powerful. So yeah, and I, I guess like in terms of confidence as well, the the um amazing thing is is that people look at confidence and they could, you know, I have clients they they look at other people and they look to outside sources and they think, oh, it's amazing. I love what she's doing. I love how she's showing up. I love this about her. And then they immediately contract and they're like, oh, I could never do that. Or I'm not doing it in a way that she's doing it. Or it's already been done before. Like I can't do it. And it's so disheartening because confidence is a muscle that we just need to train. It's not something that, yeah, for sure, like people can be naturally born as confident, but it's a muscle at the end of the day. And we can really dive in deep to cultivate that from within to have that courage to be experimentative in everything and just build that confidence from inside. And I love to do practices with clients in order for them to not just show up in the in the way that they want to, but feel that inside. Because for most of the time, I guess, in this kind of work, we're really, you know, fed that it's intangible, these feelings, it's it's so intangible. It's not something that you can teach someone, but you can guide someone. And I definitely know that, you know, as a guide, as a coach, I'm here to be able to give these practices that I have done as well as trained in to be able to hold that space and give them the tools and the techniques to cultivate that within themselves and feel that for themselves. And so a big part of my work is the emotions that Mm. are also energetics. And being an empath has been such a big story for me where I guess I had been really, I guess, thinking that being an empath was such a curse, you know, like I felt so deeply, I felt so deeply and I was so misunderstood because I not only felt so deeply myself, but I felt energetically other people's emotion. 
and I was taking that on and I wasn't so sure how to really navigate through that. And so really becoming aware and being able to say, you know what, I am choosing a different perspective. I'm choosing to see my empathic ways as my most powerful trait in myself because not only do I feel like I am able to experience like the depth of life by having these whole spectrum of emotions really come through me, but being able to hold space for others, to celebrate others' highs and like to also hold space for them if they're going through their lows. And so that I find as a coach has been my number one trait to be able to do that for people because I understand how painful it can be for myself. That is that is really beautiful work that you're doing. And, and I think that it's like a lesson for all of us in that, you know, what we think is our weakness, mm-hmm. it is tied directly to something that is like our, our gift, you know? So those are, those are our gifts really. And, you know, sometimes we think, oh, I mean, I, this beautiful metaphor, I'm going to botch it now because I'm trying to remember, <laughs> uh, but I'll just basically, um, she said like, uh, it's from Cara Lowenthal. She has this beautiful podcast. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she says that our, we are like an ecosystem. Like you can't have, if you want really sunny days all the time, you're going to have droughts. But if you, if you want, you know, rain, if, I don't know if you want really green, green, green grass, then you have to have rain and stuff. And, and so even that it within ourselves, it's like, if, I might have sca- I might be scattered but it also helps me do put really exciting things into motion some mm-hmm. you know multiple things into motion just finding ways to see how one thing really is the reason why we can have our gifts as well. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. I love that. And it's it's really um I guess it's really understanding yeah the law and just the law of polarity and duality and knowing that there is contrast so there is light and there is dark and there is uh positive and negative and there's like yin and yang and without the two then absolutely neither of them would exist and so it's like about really having the dance between the two yes for this human experience absolutely so when you are dreaming about your business the dream big part of this podcast yeah I'm curious, you know, manifestation plays a role in all of that. Um, I, from what I've read about you, and I'm curious, like a healthy way to manifest, because in my experience with it, I always end up getting a little bit too obsessive yeah. <laughs> with the, with the um, thing that I'm trying to manifest or what I'm trying to manifest. So what is your healthy approach to manifestation? Yeah. Um, yes, I love manifestation and I've been practicing it for a really long time and really diving deep into it. And so I have, I actually have a manifestation pocket guide, which you can download. And it's really just about my five step simple process because I guess with law of attraction, it is the most popular law in the laws of the universe. And basically they're saying, you know, that thoughts uh, turn into 
reality, which is not like the whole piece of the puzzle. Um, There are so many different aspects to it as well as so many other laws as well. But I'd say my five-step manifestation process to really become aware of that you can create your own reality by working in your internal world as well is first and foremost to understand that the universe works in duality. So really understanding, like we were talking about, that there is positive and negative, light and dark, yin and yang. That's why I have this necklace. It's like, oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's just to remind me, you know, that there, it's always working in duality. There's always the ebbs and flows. And to just be really understanding and accepting that there is always going to be those highs and those lows, but it's really our perception that changes it all. It's all neutral. But when it comes to the particular situation, then we as a human being with our mind and any sort of experiences that we've been through tend to create meaning to that because we're human. But understanding and accepting that everything is neutral is first and foremost the step, the number one step to understand that the universe works in duality and polarity. Next is really getting crystal clear about your vision or how you want your life to look like, dreaming big. It's, I guess, counterintuitive if you're unaware of that because then just like travel, if you're going to a destination and you have the map and someone to show you or you just know the steps, then you're going to get there faster than if you didn't have the map. Yeah, it'll it'll probably take you along the way if you didn't and you'd still get there in the end, but it's so much faster if you had the map right and the different steps. So really just getting crystal clear on your vision and how you would like that to look like. So the whole process of that and the whole point of that is to really get you to step into your emotions and how that would feel. So that's step number three. After you've dreamed, like understand the law of polarity and then really gotten clear, crystal clear on what it is that you would like and and ask for, Three is really stepping into the feelings and the emotions of that. And that's why emotions and being an empath, I was like, wow, okay, this is just so fascinating because our emotions emit frequencies that communicate with a higher source. And when it comes to communication with a higher source, it's so intangible that you need to speak its language, right? Like you, the language of the universe is vibration and frequency. And so if you're not communicating in their, the language, then it's just like going to a destination and really not being able to communicate with them because you don't understand their language and you can't speak their language. So then really diving deep into the emotions and how that would make you feel, how your crystal clear vision will make you feel right here, right now. And it's diving deep into that, feeling that right now Mm. in order to communicate that you are ready for that. And then finally, it's surrendering. So surrendering and trusting the process, and this is most probably the hardest one because we can be so controlling and so rigid and it needs to be like this, it needs to look like that, and it needs to go this way. But the whole point of just that process is to really get you to feel how you want to feel because if you think about it, 
if you say, I want, you know, a million dollars or I want this kind of boyfriend, it's not particularly that in physical form. It's really about the feeling that you want, the feeling of, you know, if I had that a million dollars and I would be able to be generous and buy gifts for my loved ones, feel abundant and feel so giving and so relaxed and so free. If I was in a relationship, then I would feel so loved and so cared for and and have someone to share my life with. And so to be able to feel those now, it's so much more about the feeling rather than the physical form of what is going to manifest. But when that comes into fruition, you feel that because, okay, I get, I got a boyfriend now. Like I feel like this and that. So it's really about tapping into those emotions. And then the last really about surrendering because right, sera, I believe in that what's meant to be will be. And so trusting and letting go, taking the action. Sorry, I think I forgot number four. So number four was taking the action. So after emotions, feeling the emotions, number four is taking action from a place of love rather than fear, because that's the piece that's also missing, that you don't think that you need to take action. But the reality is, is that us taking action here in the physical world is really the bridge between the physical and the spiritual realm. And so when you take action, it only just signifies to the universe that you are ready to have your actions amplified and think about it as the co-creation process. Action taking is your part of the deal so that the universe can amplify your actions. And then finally, trusting and surrendering Mm. and letting go that you have done all that is on your part and that can be amplified by a higher source, whether that's God, the universe, the divine, anything that you really believe in. So beautiful. How do you said you have a manuscript or you have a guide or something that people can download? Because that is, I know everyone's going to want to know how to get that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I have a manifestation pocket guide that also has action steps because it has journal prompts and action steps because I do believe in uh, the law of action. Right. And it's definitely part of the process. But the key is to really do it from a place of love rather than fear. So when I say love, it's like, does this excite me? Does this feel expansive? Because you can take action from a place of fear and it hold a completely different vibration to if it's in a place of love. So yeah, the Manifestation Pocket Guide is just at my website at theloveassembly.com slash manifest. And it's a pocket guide that takes you through the five steps, but also asks you questions on the action steps and the journaling prompts that you can really dive in deeper to explore what it is that you truly want to manifest. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. My my uh, meditation coach, she, she always says the sacred intention. That's what I thought of when you were explaining the, um, you know, taking action with love, but also feeling the emotion behind it. You know, it's more about the emotion behind it. It's more about the sacred intention of of the dream as opposed to, you know, something that's fear-based or, or earthly goals-based, you know, a sacred intention. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Aubrey, oh my gosh, that flew by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
can you can you tell me a little bit more? Is there anything else you feel like you would want our listeners to know about, you know, living more empowered and shifting their mindset? Yeah, I think um, you know, I believe that growth always happens outside of your comfort zone and that we all have the power to design a lifestyle that we really love. Sometimes it can be a little bit hard because we're not too sure how that looks like or if we can even do it. But if you trust, if you develop that deep trust in yourself to just know who you truly are and then cultivate that inner knowing to awaken that inner power within, then we can really and truly and deeply love ourselves to allow ourselves for that to be fully expressed in this world. And that's what I believe that we just truly owe ourselves, you know, to know who we truly are, to deeply love ourselves and to fully trust ourselves and this experience that we're having right now. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And I, I, we are virtually so many miles away, but I feel your energy. It is beautiful. Can you tell everyone first where they can find you, how they can connect with you and then, you know, how they can work with you right now? Yeah, so you can find me on my website, which is www.theloveassembly.com. And then on Instagram and socials, it's just The Love Assembly. So it's the same. And then I have one on one coaching and group programs as well. At the moment, I have my group coaching program, which is a six week emotional healing and mindset mastery and manifestation program, which is called Empowered Creator. And it's for the woman who is just ready to truly get out of her own way and truly know herself, deeply love herself and fully trust herself so that she can design a lifestyle that she loves from the inside out. Um, And that's launching next week. And I'm so excited to have that begin. Oh, yay. Well, uh, when this episode airs, it will be launched just one day old. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yay. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this and to get their hands on on all your offerings. Thank you so much, Aubrey, for, for sitting with me and chatting with me today. Thanks so much, Tia. It's so lovely to chat with you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, Pocket Guidebook is going to be linked in the show notes, as well as a signature self journal, Aubrey's website so that you can get on her coaching program, Empowered Creator, which just launched this week. So be sure to check all that out. And as always, connect with us on Instagram at dreambiglivslow Instagram and leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. And as always, eternally grateful for you. Thank you for listening. All my love to you. Have the best day.